Welcome to the Entourage Podcast. My name is Paige Scott, and I'm going to be your host. Entourage Ministries gets its inspiration from Psalm 6811 that says, The Lord gives the command, and a great army of women proclaim the good news. Entourage is a multi-generational, multi-denominational, multicultural women's ministry based in Durant, Oklahoma. Join us today as we dive into truth from the Word so that your heart and spirit may be encouraged. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us today. If you tuned in uh, with our last episode, you know that it was about comfort. And I was sharing, this is Paige here, I was sharing from the book of Isaiah where the Lord had told the prophet Isaiah, comfort my people. And uh, and we're going to continue in that theme. Um, I just, I quickly want, before I introduce our guests, want to share from Psalm 34, verse 18. It says, The Lord is near to the brokenhearted, and He saves those who are crushed in spirit. And um, it is true that God is is near. And I think for anyone that's walked through um, a level of, of heartache, a degree of heartache, um, you, you desire the nearness of God more. You are sensitive to the nearness of God. But I find that as we are part of the body of Christ, as Jesus dwells in us, that one of the ways that He draws near to the to the brokenhearted is through members of His body. And so my heart for this episode, for the last episode, and probably for the one that will follow this episode, is that that you feel a nearness of the Lord as your sisters on the other side of these mics gather around you on behalf of you to talk through um, through this season. Because really, uh, it doesn't really matter who you are in this season. It doesn't matter what continent you're from in this season. Um, there's much heartache that that is is going on, whether it is COVID, whether it is um, crises of of immigration, migration, terrorism. There is there's much um, that draws us near in heartbreak to feel um, the nearness of the Lord. So, our guest today is Aaron Moraine. Say hello, Aaron. Good morning. <laughs> and um, I just want to tell you outsider perspective how I met Aaron, how I have come to know Aaron, and and then we're going to get into conversation. I met Aaron in um, two thousand and twelve. Winnie, and we were both door greeters for the women's conference at Victory Life. At that time, Erin had visited from Colorado because she fellowshiped at a Victory Life church in Colorado and was planning to make the move, I think, to the Texoma area. Mm -hmm. And I was here in the Durant area where the conference was being hosted. We were both door greeters, and that was kind of that. And then the next year at the women's conference, Erin and I were both on uh, the roster to get to share. And I didn't know much about Erin, but I remembered her from that. And one of the things that I learned about Erin through her sharing, um, which that sermon actually is available on uh, YouTube, what she shared at that conference, um, that would be the last Victory Life Women's Conference in February of 2021. And you can, can hear those remarks. She talked about the faithfulness of God, and she talked about part of her journey um, in, in the loss of her husband, one part of her journey, one part of her life. I didn't know that didn't know whether she was or wasn't married, whether or not she had gone through some type of grief or tragedy like that. I just knew she was a woman who loved God and was serving God. And um, that is how I related to her identity. And, um, and so in this season of my life, I try to be intentional in seeking wise counsel from, um, 
from women that I observe through in their life. And Erin is someone in the season that I get the privilege of meeting with and just talking through life and the Word with. And I asked Erin if she would share a little bit about her story and a little bit um, with you ladies about what it looks like to go through a season of grief. And I think keyword is through based on what uh, Aaron shared with me when we kind of chatted about this. So Aaron, if you'll tell them a little about your story, a little about your journey, uh, that'll get us started. Well, I want to thank you for giving yeah. me this honor of being able to share. Um, I love sharing with people the goodness of God. And um, I grew up as a pastor's daughter, and so I've been acquainted with mm -hmm. the Word and things all through my life. Um, but in 2008, my husband suffered a massive heart attack, and so it was a total shock. But I, I saw the faithfulness of God even in that loss. Mm -hmm. And so in um, walking out life, my heart is to encourage others and to give them hope that God never leaves us or forsakes us. Uh, we may go through loss and we may get mad at Him or um, kind of push Him aside because of the pain of that season, but He never leaves. He's always right there. And the minute we say, I need help, He's right there. And so... Um, in my situation, uh, it was a shock. But I know that so many people right now are going through all kinds of losses with the pandemic and, mm -hmm. and different things that are happening all around the world, um, whether it's the loss of a spouse or a child or um, job or house, or there's just so many things that can happen. Um, the one thing that really brought me even some comfort is in Isaiah 53, it said, it said, um, he was a man of sorrows acquainted with bitterest grief. Mm -hmm. And so that comfort of knowing he was always with me, that he had suffered loss and grief so he could he could understand my pain, mm -hmm. understand my process. And so even in, in my process with my husband going so quickly, um, you uh, kind of mentioned it earlier, the first thought that came to my mind is, God, I want to go through this valley. I don't want to get stuck here. I don't want to camp out, build a house. I want to go through it because if I'm still breathing... I know you still have a purpose for me. Mm -hmm. And so what does that look like? And so uh, one of the things when you suffer loss, people want to help you. And so they tend to give you a big stack of books mm -hmm. to help you walk through it. And in looking through many of those, the one thing I didn't ever see that really helped me was um, having conversations with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Because he knew me. He knew my situation. Mm -hmm. He knew um, the plans he had for me. He knew how I was wired. He knew, understood relationships and, and things. And so uh, what I learned in that process was to ask the Holy Spirit, how do I do this? Like I said, it was a total shock. 
um, he took me to work one morning by that afternoon, he was with Jesus. And so, um, sometimes loss happens really fast like that. And then sometimes it's more drawn out and, and, and I think even if you know, it's coming, it's still a shock in the moment because whether you're believing for healing and restoration or, um, or just, it's just that final goodbye on earth. Mm-hmm. If, if we're believers, then we don't mourn as the right. world does because we know we're going to see him again. But there's still that everywhere you go, there's a hole. Mm-hmm. There's someone missing at a table. There's someone missing um, in a church service or... Yes. Um, a family gathering. And, and so if, if you're mourning the loss of a person, um, the Holy spirit is the best one to ask how to do that. Yeah. And, and because our relationships and things are so different and our backgrounds are so different and how that affects us as we walk through things, what helps somebody else might not help you. It might actually make you feel worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, what um, the Holy Spirit told me to do, you might not be able to conceive of doing that because it doesn't make any sense to you. But he knows how to do that mm-hmm. and how to walk you through it. And so I think one of the, sometimes one of the hardest things, but yet one of the most helpful things is, is how do I reconcile who God is in the midst of my loss? Yeah. That he is a comforter. But if, if you don't understand why he didn't intervene or why it happened that way or um, why healing didn't come or, or why it happened that way that day, whether it was... Uh, an accident or self-harm or a long illness, you know, just different things that we have to reconcile who God is in the midst of that and where was he? Because he's really the only hope we have mm-hmm. to move forward. Yeah. And so, um, so for me, from that very first afternoon, in the hospital, my, my thought was, and, and I don't think whether it's sudden or a long journey, we still don't know how to walk forward. Mm-hmm. And so my, my question with the father was, I don't know, I don't know how to do this. This mm-hmm. was not in my plan book to, yeah. to walk here at this, this time. And, and so being able to to reconcile in my heart. Two of the first questions the Holy Spirit asked me were, did this change who I am? Well, the, the honest, true answer is no, it didn't change who you are. But do I know who you are? Or have I been taught or, or things that that don't help me look to you as you haven't changed. Because mm-hmm. if I don't know who you are and your character, how do I lean into that you haven't changed? And so that conversation with the Holy Spirit of 
do I believe what God says in his word about who he is? Mm -hmm. That he's, you know, in Joshua uh, 1 was one of the first places the Lord took me. Um, and he, he told me, and, and he, he, he really spoke this to my heart when I read it. It like popped up. But it says, I will not fail you or abandon you. Well, if you've lost a spouse, the first thing you feel is abandoned. Mm -hmm. Or if you've lost a child, there's an abandoned feeling of that loss. Or even a very close friend or um, parents. There's that feeling of something missing and I'm alone and vulnerable. But in Joshua chapter 1, um, it's verse... Four, it's a part of verse 5. It says, um, I love this because the Lord really spoke it to me as I was going through this. And he spoke it early after my husband passed away. He said, I will not fail you or abandon you. No one will be able to stand their ground against you as long as you live, for I will be with you. And and he was talking to, jo to uh, Joshua. So he said, I, as I was with Moses, but as Jesus, God was with Moses, with Joshua, with yes. David, with Mary, with Jesus, with mm -hmm. Paul, he's with us. That's right. And so that place of, and then he says, be strong and courageous. Mm -hmm. And again, be strong and courageous and obey the law, obey, obey the word. Don't move away from it and you will be successful in everything you do. Study it, meditate on it day and night. Don't be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you. And so, so that became a real challenge to me. It's like, so if I know who God is, then I've got to, I'm going to have to choose to be strong and courageous when I don't feel it. Yeah. And to know that he said, because he's in me, that, that no matter what I'm facing, he's right there. And he's going to walk me through it, and I'm going to be successful. Yes. And so I think that's that was one of the first things I had to settle in my heart as I walked through that place when we were going through and and making arrangements and and dealing with all of that. Is I had to know that I know that I know in my heart, God's with me. He's mm -hmm. not going to leave me. You know, in Hebrews. Um, 13, he says, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes. And so if we can know that, mm -hmm. whatever we're going through, if we can settle that in our heart, that he's the same. So our loss doesn't change who he is. Mm -hmm. Our loss doesn't cr change who he created us to be. Yeah. It changes what life looks like. Yeah. And I think that's what we have the hardest time with is... It changing what life looks like. Absolutely. Um, I just wanted to interject um, a verse from the book of Isaiah, and it's, it's in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21. And it says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. And um, there, there are many passages that I could have gone to in the Old Testament and the New Testament which speak of this truth that God 
instructs us in mm. the way mm-hmm. that we should go. And Aaron had said there were certain days that I just didn't know mm-hmm. how to walk through. And so she's sharing this testimony of asking the Lord and in listening. And um, and so I, you can't see Aaron right now. I can see Aaron, Jesse, and I can see Aaron, and we can see that she's got her one of her favorite Bibles um, that she told us she read through during that time from cover to cover. And I can see marks and pen all over it um, where she chose to lean in and listen and seek the guidance that she's talking about. And so I would just, for my sisters that may not be as familiar with, with hearing people talk so freely about um, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit told me, I want to just invite you to open your heart to the Holy Spirit speaking to you. The, the Lord does use the Word of God um, as a foundation of truth. It is Christ revealed in the Scripture to speak to us. And then He puts His Spirit inside of us. I, I talk about it like lining up sh- matching shoes in a closet. Mm. Um, the the Word of God is is... It's everything, um, but but there are times when the Holy Spirit comes in as a as a complement to the Word of God to match something up so that we have our our feet sure footed so that we can can move forward. So I just wanted to make that that note when she's talking about the Holy Spirit speaking. And Aaron, before we go more into the actual content, could you just give a basic? Um, piece of advice if a woman is listening that says, I I want to hear from God the way that you're talking about hearing from the Holy Spirit. How do I do that? What does that look like? Could you talk her through that briefly? I think that um, how I how I learned was just by asking. Once I knew the Holy Spirit was in me and that Jesus said the Holy Spirit was given to us, to teach us, to lead us, to guide us yes. into all truth. So if he's there, then all I have to do is ask and then choose to listen. Jesus says, my sheep hear mm-hmm. my voice. And so I think one of the things we have to do is intentionally know more than trying to hear is that, God, I know you're speaking to me. You said, I'm, I'm your sheep. I'm mm-hmm. a sheep. So I can hear your voice. And so I, I want to ask you to speak to me. And the, the easiest way, the way I learned how to do that was to ask questions of like just, and I'm reading the word. And you know, like I talk about in Joshua that the Lord, part of it is the, the words on the page kind of pop out to you. And then mm-hmm. I ask then I ask, Holy Spirit, what do you want to say to me about that? Yeah. And so for for me, just that getting quiet and asking the question opens up my heart to be able to hear. I know early on, one of the things um, as I was growing in the Lord, and I'd be praying and talking and never get still enough to hear anything, and I just had this picture in my mind of of God going, um, um, I'd I'd love to help you with that. I'd I'd love to answer that question, but we don't get quiet enough, yeah, to hear what He's saying. 
because he doesn't come in yelling and screaming. And sometimes we have a, a picture of God as being loud and angry. And so just changing that perspective, but knowing that he's gentle. Yes. And he's um, loving and kind. And, and he's just waiting for us to ask. Yes. Because he wants to share with us. He wants to help us live life well. Yeah. He wants us to know he's right there with us, that he wants to wrap that those arms of love yeah. around us. And it's mostly us just stopping and being aware and asking. Yes. Let me um, segue back into the content of what we're talking about. You said, if I understood you correctly, that there were two things that you're going to talk on um, that the Holy Spirit asked you. And one was, did this change who I am? And then there was a second question. What was the second question? The second question was, did I change, did this change who I created you to be? And so that... um, Again, the true question is no, because before he formed us, Joshua 1, 5 says, before he formed us, he knew us. Mm -hmm. And he appointed us for the things he had in our life. In Psalms, it says the number of our days are written in our book. Mm -hmm. And so, but in, in your natural human self, it feels like everything changed. Yeah. Nothing's the same. But but what the Father wanted me to see and mm-hmm. he wants you to see as, as women is that those losses don't have to define us. Yes. They can strengthen us. They can help us grow. They can... Um, the enemy wants to see it destroy us. Mm-hmm. But that's not the Father's heart. He wants us to lean into Him and to know it didn't change us. But what it does change is how life looks like. And for me, an example of that is that uh, my husband and I, for several years, were involved in marriage ministry. Mm -hmm. Well, as soon as he went home to be with heaven, that was over. Yeah. And so for, for me, even in the church, I had to find out what does my life it didn't change who God created me to be, but what does it look like living life mm-hmm. in a new place, in a new season? Because I couldn't do what I'd always done. Yeah, um, I couldn't. And so sometimes there's even painful things we have to walk through of like acquaintances and people we worked with in that ministry. They don't know what to do with us. Yeah. And so you can feel the pain of, losses in other areas because yeah. uh, residual losses, I guess you would call them, because of of they don't know how to relate to us in our new season. How would you, while we're on this topic real quick, what advice would you give to, um, as we try to um, let Jesus flow through us and we try to be near and present, what advice would you give to us and to those who are seeking to be a good friend to those who are in the wherever, really whatever stage of grief they're in, Mm -hmm. but to maybe spare them some of the collateral or residual losses? (laughs) Like what wisdom can you share with us about how we love and honor well in someone's grieving process? 
one of the big things is just being available and knowing that if you if you have a friend or somebody's going through loss, just letting them know you're there. You may you may contact them and they may not respond to you. It may not be a day that they can, but just knowing you're there and and a phone call is better than a text or an email. Just hearing sometimes in that season you're by you can be by yourself. And especially in a month or two, as everybody goes back to their lives, yeah, your life has changed, but everybody else has still got all the um, the process of doing that. So just being available and and reaching out to them, letting them know you're there. Um, if you're a close enough friend that you know when special days are and things um, that you intentionally invite them or do something with them or reach out to mm-hmm. them um, to let them to let them know you're there um, don't say you know God needed this person in heaven because that's not true and that just causes pain mm-hmm. um, don't say they're in a better place not that it's not true, but then it devalues that I'm going through pain. You know, mm-hmm. it just dismisses that I miss them and I'm here and and things. And, and just um, be that friend that stops in and asks, ask them what, don't ask them what can I do for you, but offer something specific. I know I had people come to me and they'd say, what do you need me to do? And it's like, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't even think what day it is. Um, they they talk about like brain fog that you get for yes. the first six months or so, and so that in that place is like the the things. So I had a neighbor who would just come over and say, "Can I mow your lawn today?" Which was huge for me, right? Because yes, it needed done. In my case, my husband had a very temperamental old lawnmower that he and my son could start, but I could not start. And so the idea, the thought of having to like mess with that thing. And so that neighbor coming to mow or my son coming to mow, but them just saying, can I do this for you? Yeah. Can I pick up dinner and bring you dinner? Mm-hmm. Can I... Um, check on your grandkids and your kids. Um, my kids were young uh, parents, mm-hmm. you know, had little kids and things. And so one thing that's really important to a widow even is if if you know their children, if you just even reach out to them, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a spouse that's passed away, you know, maybe... Uh, a man in the church reaching out and taking the son to breakfast or something yeah. because all of a sudden they've lost that wisdom, that yeah. um, person. Uh, I had some great friends who uh, the first Valentine's Day, they kind of kidnapped me <laughs> um, and said, you're coming with us. And I'm like, okay, but they took me to a five-star restaurant yeah. that, and and just laughed and and told stories, remembered my husband yeah. and things, but it was it was like a 
a kiss from the Father, from God, to have something fun to do rather than sitting at home yeah, and being aware of being all by myself. Yes. You know, so, so just things like that where you reach out and, and, and be there. I had, um, also I had a couple of friends who I, I kept working, which I don't know that that was good because that brain fog, I, they'd come back and ask me how I did something and it's like, I don't know. Um, but I had friends about six weeks later say, you need to come stay with us for a week. And so they just took me kind of out of my normal situation mm-hmm. to a place where I could rest yeah, and not have to deal with the daily. And so just little things like that, that again, if you have a friend who's going through a loss, ask the Holy Spirit. Yeah. What do they need today? Mm-hmm. What can I do for them how can I show them your love? How can I let them know they're not forgotten? Yeah. You know, and so again, it's for if we're the friends yeah. um, or the body of Christ, then, then again, asking the Holy Spirit because he knows what they need that day yeah. and he knows what will bless them. And it may be if you have four different people going through loss, you'll have four different needs on the same day. Yeah. And so... Again, it's that conversation with the Holy Spirit that we can have to help reach out to friends and help encourage them. Yeah, that's so good. As you answered that second question, it it went along with um, a note that I'd written myself earlier in the in in the episode. You just generally said, "How do I reconcile who God is in the midst of my loss?" Which is essentially this a similar. to the question of, does this change who I am? And then I just wrote below it, how do I reconcile who I am? Mm-hmm. It, which is the same, which is the same thing. And I mean, the same heart of, of how did this change who you created me to be? Mm-hmm. And so would you share more about kind of uh, the transitional phase of your journey where you were released into this season that you're in now? Um, that probably is not what you would have expected, you know, it's very true. Your husband was living and and that sort of thing. So could you talk about ministry life now Mm -hmm. and just that transition of being who God created you to be when your circumstances changed, but God didn't? Well, part of my journey in that is I started reading, I read some books like, um, finding your strengths, just to help me focus on how did God make me? Because I'd been a wife and a mother, and um, I knew some things were in my heart. Uh, One of the things that I found out by doing those things was the job I was in was a great job, but I was not using a single one of my strengths. It was very taxing because, because I wasn't being where my strengths lied. And so one of the things I did, too, is I went through um, the membership class at my church because they talked about, like, how did God make you? And so I needed to see again with fresh eyes Mm -hmm. what God had said about me. And so in that season, um, I, I... had always wanted to go since my husband way back in, in the eighties had gone to Rama um, Bible training center in Tulsa or in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. 
ever since that time, I'd wanted to go to Bible school. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so one of, the, one of the things that, you know, when you take some of those personality things, one of the things that said I'd be really good at is being a Bible teacher. And it's like, I love that. <laughs> but how do I get there? Mm-hmm. You know, and so in that process, um, I, I ask, because I'd ask a couple of times before that, can I go to can I go to school? And he's like, No, you're raising kids. It's not your season, and and you just have other things to do. And so, letting him lead and guide that. So after my husband passed away, I asked him, Can I go to school now? <laughs> you know, it's like, and he's like, Yes, but he said, I I need you to know, and and this is hopefully will encourage women all over. Is that. He's the one that calls us. He's the one that equips us for what he's called us to do. Mm-hmm. And, and he sets us apart. And, and things he leads us to do can give us tools or give us experience. But we have to, we have to know that it's not the schools that we go to or the, yeah. those things that it's his, his, his equipping us through his word. That's right. And so I, I went to uh, three years of Karis Bible College um, through the first two years and then through ministry school. And so just discovering, again, that I loved sharing the Word of God. And, and I'd done it through small groups and different things all along, but the passion really got stirred up when I, you know, took a teaching lab and, and got to prepare lessons and mm-hmm. and do things uh, like that that stirred it up. It's like, I really do enjoy doing this. And so um, through that, the director of the school said, um, would you like to share in chapel? And I'm like, sure, I'd love that, you know. Um, and so just opportunities have come up. Yeah. in that. And, and I've just tried to always be obedient to what door he opened. Um, and I had the privilege one time of talking to Marilyn Hickey at a conference and, and just asking her, it's like, how, how have you done what so many people say women can't do? Like she's taught in Muslim countries and, mm-hmm. and, and done all kinds of things. And she said, she said, honey, just obey God and what he's telling you. So don't let people put limits on you, mm-hmm. but just obey what the Father. And so it goes back to my whole journey is just, Holy Spirit, what do you have? Yes. God, what are you saying to me in this time? And trying to walk into obedience and to share with women that God's faithful. He loves you. Um, some of my favorite scriptures, you know, you talked about the one about God that I will be behind you, mm-hmm. keep telling you. And, and he d- has done that so much for me in yeah. my life and, and in just me choosing. And so that's what I would say to the women is God knows what he's gifted and called you to. And if you'll just lean in, mm-hmm. ask him, make, make yourself available to learn, to grow, to you know, there may be a dream in your heart that you just kind of put away. Mm-hmm. And he wants to resurrect that and mm-hmm. say, this is my dream for you. Yeah. 
I still have it for you. I haven't changed. Yeah. And so even in, um, it's Isaiah 42, verse 16, it says, I will lead blind Israel down a new path, guiding them along unfamiliar way. I will make the darkness bright before them, and I will smooth out the road ahead of them. Yes, I will indeed do these things, and I will not forsake them. Yeah. And so again, he says, I'm not going to forsake you, but, but as you go through loss into a new season, it's like him taking you in a way you've never been before. Yeah. It's that place of, God, I can't, I can't see 10 feet in front of me. I can't see what's around the curve. And he's like, but I know. Yeah. And I've got new things for you. And so it's allowing him to heal our heart. Yeah. You know, sometimes that going through that mourning process, uh, for some people, if, if they've learned how to communicate with the Father and stuff, it's a process for everybody, but it, it's a timeline mm -hmm. with the Holy Spirit. And I always tell people to give yourself permission to walk with the Lord yeah, and not think so many times people act like we should be, you should be fine. You should be over this. You should be on. But if we're asking Lord and walking with him. He knows what we need for that journey to look like yeah. so that we can step into the new things he has for us yeah. because he does have his plans for us are still good. Yeah. And he still knows them and he wants us to lean into them. And so, um, that walking into for me, ministry, has been uh, an adventure with Jesus mm -hmm. and hasn't always looked like what I thought it would. Um, one, one year, the ministry that the Lord had me do was take care of four grandkids while my daughter and her husband went to a year of Bible college. Mm -hmm. And so in that, you can, you can think that's not what I expected it to look like. But sure. yet I had four little lives that I got to pour love and, yeah. and things into. And so sometimes we just embrace the season we're in and embrace what he puts in front of us and to know that we can change lives just by being present. Yeah. Man, that's so good. Um, and Aaron, you have written a book, correct? But it's not um, ready to be acquired by others yeah. yet. That's right. Uh, I'm making corrections from the proofreader. Yes. And so it's getting closer. Is it on the subject matter that we've been talking about today? It is. It's on um, pathway to healing because when we go through loss, our hearts need to be healed. Um, there's a process, things we have to go through, usually things we believe that mm -hmm. that got to be lined up with who God's word, the God's word and who he says he is who he says we are, uh, things about life. And so it's a journey. I share like specific things he had me do for my journey. Yes. But I, I have it so that it's opened up to, because I want people to find out what their journey is. And so it's that place of Holy Spirit, what does my journey look like? Yeah. And so I walk through different 
places and how God ministered to me and and scriptures he gave me. And then it has journal pages yeah. for people to ask the questions of like, God, what do you want to say into me in this? What are you trying to show me here? So um, it's kind of a workbook type yeah. process. Well, when, that, when that is ready, um, ladies, listeners, we'll have Aaron back back on. And we'll also have some of those available at the at the ministry house. But as we kind of wrap up today, in just a minute, Aaron will give final remarks and really pray over us. But I want to really ground the two questions that the Holy Spirit asked her as a reflection point for all of us today, regardless mm-hmm. of what we're walking in or through. And those questions were, did this change who I am? Did, did this change, whatever this is, who God is? And two, did this change who who God created us to be, whatever that is. And and further, I would encourage you to, again, even just using the imagery of walking through, to go to Psalm 23 mm-hmm. and just ask those two questions, even within the context of just those verses. There's only 10 verses in that chapter, mm-hmm. and it is the famous, um, the Lord is my shepherd, um, about God as shepherd. And so just reading those, even if that's all you can read right now, mm-hmm. and just asking the Holy Spirit before you read it, asking the Holy Spirit after you read it, as you read each verse, um, who are you? Have you changed? Reveal to me who you are. Who did you create me to be? And in, in, in as, as your uh, mind is renewed with God's truth, you're going to hear and you're going to experience the voice of the Lord as shepherd in your life. And there's mm-hmm. no no question about that. So Aaron, if you would give final thoughts and then just pray over our listeners and we'll be done with this episode. Well, what I want to encourage all of the women listening to this today is God loves you. Yes. More than we can comprehend. And the thing about his love is that it doesn't waver, it doesn't fluctuate, it's not dependent on anything we do or our circumstances because it's who he is. Yes. And so that God loves you, he's for you, he has a plan for you. So matter no matter where you are in your process, it's surrendering to him to the to asking the question. What do you want to say to me? Where do you want to take me? What? How do I even walk out today? What do I need to do? Um, and allowing him to speak into our lives. Mm-hmm. Because I uh, love Psalms 89 verse 8. It talks about, God, who is like you? There's no one like you. Mm-hmm. you your, your very character, the New Living Translation says, your very character is faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And so no matter where we are in our life, knowing he's faithful mm-hmm. and he's good and he loves us will help us walk through yeah. whatever season we're in, whatever it looks like. Um, and so just that place of, of knowing that he's our hope mm-hmm. and if we'll, ask him and we'll seek his face. You know, I've heard a lot of times recently, Max, uh, Matthew six thirty three, mm-hmm. seek first the kingdom of God. And so if we don't know anything else to do, like 
you said, go to Psalms 23 Mm -hmm. and start looking at what does it say about you're my shepherd? Mm -hmm. What does the shepherd do? What does that look like? And, and how does that apply to me? But if we go back to who he is, he, he's so gentle and he just walks us along where we are. He doesn't say, you should be here or you're doing it wrong. He never, he never, there's no condemnation. Mm-hmm. He never tries to correct us, never. Mm-hmm. I'm, and I don't mean he doesn't ever correct us. I mean, he doesn't, he's not angry or mean. He just comes and walks alongside. And if we're listening to him, and asking, he will direct our path. Mm-hmm. And so um, just wanting them to know that he's the, he is the one thing mm-hmm. that you can count on yeah. to be faithful. That's right. Would you close us in prayer to our faithful God? Yes. Father, I thank you today for the women that are listening. And, and Father, I just speak peace and grace and love over them today that comes from your heart to them. Father, I pray that they would sense your presence today in their lives in a real way, that they would be aware of your presence, that, Father, you would show them today in a special way how much you love them and that you're there for them. Father, I thank you that your word is true And it brings life. That Jesus said that his words are spirit and they are life. And so I thank you, Father, that your word brings life to us. And so, Father, I pray for those who are, are hurting today in their lives, that they would sense the comfort of your Holy Spirit, that they would sense your love for them, that you understand that you are aware of and you've experienced grief and sorrow and pain and that you understand and you come around us and you let us know you're there and you have healing and restoration and dreams and plans for us. So I thank you, Father, today that you are faithful. And I pray that, Father, each woman listening to this podcast would would have hope because you are faithful, because you are good, because you never leave them or forsake them. You're there, and you have truth that you want to deposit in their hearts. And I thank you, Father, for it. Today, thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us today. For more information about Entourage Ministries, visit our website at entourageministries.com or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. 